0: all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone, and a very warm welcome to episode number 56. It's great to be back chatting with you after taking a break last week to get away for a few days with my husband. Our first break together, which was sort of more than two nights for 19 years. That makes me feel so very old. And of course the time just flew by and before we knew it we were back home but I'm so very grateful for the break which I felt was very needed. So I'm back, my son moved out to university on Sunday and now I'm all ready to make the most of the hundred or so thereabout days that we have left until Christmas or maybe by the time you're listening to this until the new year, until 2022. Anyway today I want to talk to you about FOMO. FOMO stands for fear of missing out and I am guess that when I mention FOMO you sort of know what I mean. You may be able to relate to that sense, that feeling that is the fear of missing out. Often we get it when we scroll social media and we start to think that everyone else is having more fun than we are or maybe we realise we missed out on an event that we could have gone to or maybe we're seeing photos for the people on holiday or going out socialising lots, all sorts of things. We just get that sort of sense that we're missing out on something. Thing. And whilst we describe the feeling as fear, it's probably not the usual way in which we think about fear. It may instead feel more like disappointment or regret or maybe even a little bit of self-pity or maybe we just think of it as a sort of unease. Sometimes it's a little bit about comparison maybe. The exact feeling will always be pinpointed by the thought creating it. And because FOMO is created by our thoughts and not the realities or the facts or the circumstances of any situation, then because we all have different thoughts creating our FOMO, the feeling may just be slightly different for each of us. If we think we miss out because of something we didn't do, we may feel regret or disappointment. If we fear we missed out because we weren't invited, then there may be a feeling of hurt or disappointment with it. Okay, so now we've sort of talked a little bit about FOMO in general. What is food FOMO? What is fear of missing out when it comes to our food? When does it arise and what are the specific thoughts related to thinking we're missing out on food? Or it could be an experience connected to food. So take a moment to think about when you get food FOMO. Now, you might not have thought of it as FOMO before, but when do you think that you are missing out? Food FOMO could be you feeling deprived when you're on a diet. Food FOMO could be you seeing the dish your partner ordered in a restaurant and you instantly thinking that you chose the wrong thing. I am guilty of this one all of the time. Food FOMO could also be you thinking you're missing out on something because you're not joining in with maybe having a drink with friends or a piece of cake with your family. It's not so much the food that is the focus of your FOMO, but your sense of missing out on an experience or being part. Of the connection, the shared experience of it. So, if you resonate with feeling the fear of missing out, feeling deprived, or having a yearning for something, or if you think things like, I don't want to not have it, or it's not fair that I can't have a certain food or meal, or I wish I could eat or drink, fill in the blank, whatever it is, like them, maybe if you're with other friends, or you notice thinking, I just want to eat it when maybe you know you've had enough. Here are the steps you can take to refocus how you think about it so that you can feel better, so that you can move away from feeling FOMO or feeling deprived. So first, get really clear on what is going on in your mind. So step number one is purely to ask yourself, what are you thinking? When you feel FOMO, ask yourself, what is it that I believe I am missing out on? When I ask my clients this, that here are some of the things that typically come up. Some of them might say they, are missing out on the pure pleasure of the taste of the food. Oftentimes, people tell me they want the crunchiness of the food. For some people, it is the experience of eating the food in another way. It could be the opportunity to eat a food that they think that they won't be able to have tomorrow or the next day. So it's just a sort of, if I don't have it now, then I'm not going to be able to have it type thought. Um, and then other times, as I mentioned earlier, it's often about being part of a celebration, joining in. It's more about the occasion than the actual food, but it's what the food represents, what it's symbolic of. So first of all, it's to really understand what is going on for you. Another other times before I move on, I sometimes recognise FOMO is when I'm eating a meal that is maybe, think of as particularly delicious. So a meal such as sort of like a curry or a Chinese takeaway comes to mind, where I I've eaten the meal, I'm enjoying it, and I know that I'm full, but I still carry on eating because I want to carry on. I don't want to miss out on the continued experience, the continued pleasure of having that meal of what that food was giving me there. So that's another time that it comes up for me. Okay, step number two is to really examine the thoughts. So once you've identified what is going on for you, I want you to really look at everything that you have said in your thoughts in your mind. So a thought is a sentence in your mind. And I want you to almost look at every single word and ask yourself what you mean by that word. If you were to break it down, what would be the detail behind it? So you can say things to your brain, you know, tell me more about the pleasure of that food in your mouth. What is it you like? And your brain might tell you something like, well, I like the sweetness. I like, sometimes for some of you, it might be the saltiness or it might be the texture of the food. Get really, really specific, really, really detailed about what it is that is going on for you there. What is that pleasure that you are wanting? What do you think you're missing out on? Also ask yourself things like, you know, well, if I was to eat that, how long would my experience of that food last? And then ask yourself, what is it about the experience of that food that you're wanting? You can be curious and think if you don't eat this food now or today, could you choose to arrange to eat it at another time? If it is, why are you wanting to have it at this specific moment? What is it about wanting to have it right now? Your brain's probably telling you that if you don't have it right now, you can't have it ever again. But really look at the truth of that. Ask yourself if it's true that not having the drink or eating the cake will mean that you are missing out on the experience of the celebration. Can you celebrate with your friends and family without having the drink, without having the cake? Ask yourself about that. Really sort of look at it. Why can you enjoy the experience of celebrating without having the food or the drink? And why can't you? Really look at both sides of the equation there. Is it possible that you're just not having the food? Is it possible that you can still take part in the experience when you're not having the food? That's something else I want you to look at there. The more you can explore your thinking, the more you can question yourself and break down your thoughts to the very bare facts and details, the easier it will be to see that the way you're thinking about the food or the meal or the social occasion is not a fact, not a truth, and just a thought, and I want to say a biased thought, given to you by your brain that would like to convince you there's a very good reason for you to be eating the food. Sometimes the realisation that your thoughts aren't true... Sometimes just seeing that you can enjoy the experience without having to put a certain food in your mouth or seeing that you can have a glass of wine or a chocolate dessert anytime you choose is enough to help you step out of FOMO and see that you're not having something out of choice. However, it's not always. So if it isn't, then you can move on to step three. So step number three is to ask yourself, what's the reason why I think I shouldn't eat the food? This question is useful to check in and see if you've caught Uh, If you're caught up in some old diet mentality thinking, are you telling yourself that some foods are bad or off limits or that you're not allowed them? If you are, this can often fuel thoughts and feelings associated with FOMO. If you notice you're thinking that I can't have whatever it is, then I want you to stop and remind yourself that whether you eat anything at any time is always your choice you always get to choose there is no right or wrong there is no good or bad choice but there are choices that will lead you to feeling better in the moment and there are choices that will lead you to feeling better in the future or in a different moment every choice you make will create a different outcome and you're just figuring out what outcome you want okay so there's no right or wrong no good or bad just different choices that create different outcomes or different next steps Step number four is to ask yourself, what would I be missing out on if I ate the food? The primal part of your brain that's always in control when you're faced with an in the moment decision is always going to be focused on what it wants most. Its job is to have you do things that feel pleasurable and easy and that don't create a negative emotion for you. But asking yourself, what you would be missing out on if you ate the food or the meal is forcing you to engage your higher human executive thinking part of your brain so that you can see through the mist and have clarity around the consideration that you would be missing out on. Now, of course, when what you would be missing out on would depend on the unique situation. But if, for example, you're thinking you're missing out on an evening of cocktails with the girls, maybe not having them will mean that you're missing out on a clear head in the morning or losing the weight that you want to lose that week. Step number five is to ask yourself, what do I gain by allowing myself to feel okay with feeling FOMO? So sometimes exploring our thoughts, breaking them down, looking at things from a different perspective can shift our thinking so that we feel differently and we shift out of that FOMO. It means that we can instantly feel better and that's great. But other times we may not be able to do that because our brain is really arguing the case for having whatever it is. And when this happens, we have the option of stepping away from the conflict within us and just knowing that we can experience a little FOMO and be okay. We can allow ourselves to feel the fear of missing out and take a deep breath and just allow it to be there. We can sit at the restaurant watching our friends eating the delicious dessert we wish we were having and just have compassion with ourselves and just feel it. That FOMO feeling isn't going to last forever. It may be that in 10 or 15 minutes, everyone will be done with dessert, the plates will be cleared, and your FOMO will be forgotten. When you know this, when you do this, FOMO won't be such a problem for you. It becomes no big deal. Okay so I'm going to run through a specific example. Sometimes I will feel FOMO if I'm with friends at their house for dinner and there are desserts on offer. In fact my brain would describe them as delicious desserts. I would feel the fear of missing out and that fear would be underpinned by the thoughts. Thoughts like, that looks delicious. I bet that tastes good. I can't miss out on the opportunity to have this because it's homemade. With this one, my brain is telling it literally now or never. It's telling me I will never have the opportunity to eat this dessert ever again. My brain also tells me I can't not have the dessert because that would be rude or unkind to whomever made it. So that's me doing step number one and finding out the thoughts creating the FOMO. And just note, the FOMO is caused by my thoughts not by the situation or by the dessert. Okay, so step number two is then examining each of those thoughts. Yes, it looks delicious, but I don't know it's delicious. Sometimes foods look delicious and don't taste delicious. Maybe it won't taste good. Maybe it will. I don't know. Okay, so the other thought is about it being homemade. Being homemade doesn't mean that this is my only opportunity to have this food. I could ask for the recipe and make it myself. So if I didn't have the dessert, if it doesn't mean I am being rude or unkind, it just means I am choosing not to have the dessert. If I'm at a party where five people bring five different desserts, I don't tell myself I have to eat all of them. Well, actually, I might have done on some occasions, but you know what I mean. I can compliment my friend on her delicious looking dessert without eating it. I don't need to give a reason for not having some. Okay, so by now, the FOMO is maybe starting to loosen its grip on me a little. So next, it's time to check in and see if I'm telling myself that I can't have the food or if I can appreciate that there's a part of me that genuinely doesn't want to eat it. If I'm telling myself I can't have it, then it's worth reminding myself I get to choose. If I'm recognizing there's a part of me that does want to have it and a part of me that doesn't want to have it, then step four is to ask myself, What don't I want to eat about the dessert? So why don't I want to eat the dessert? What would I be missing out on by eating it? So if I ate the dessert, I would be missing out on maybe the feeling of being pleased with myself that I didn't overeat or that I ate what I planned. If I ate the dessert, I may very well find that I want more dessert and end up eating more and being overly full and feeling uncomfortable. So something that I often find is if I eat something like dessert, and especially dessert at a friend's house like this where there's normally loads available and there's the opportunity to go back for seconds, I start to desire it even more if it tastes as good as it looks. And then I end up going back and having more than I tell myself I was going to have initially. I'd probably say, oh, I'm just going to have a little bit, but I end up going back and eating more and more and more. So it could also be that eating the dessert will give me indigestion because sometimes those foods do anything that is sort of, you know, cake-based, for example, often leaves me with indigestion and feeling bloated and feeling uncomfortable, and I might even find that I'm not enjoying the evening as much half an hour later. It could also be that I would regret eating the dessert in the morning. It could be that I will regret eating the dessert when I next weigh myself and start to wonder if maybe the reason for not losing weight or, not, or for gaining weight when I was wanting to maintain it is tied to the dessert. It may be that eating the dessert triggers some old diet patterning where I start a spiral of self-talk about being a failure or messing up, and that leaves me feeling feeling pretty rubbish. And when I'm feeling pretty rubbish, I know I'm more likely to overeat and comfort myself with food. All sorts of things that could be going on for me, for us, depending on where we are in our weight loss journey, on our weight loss journey and how skilled we've got at managing our minds and how peaceful our relationship with food is. Okay, so if all of that doesn't take me out of FOMO, step five is to allow myself to feel it and remind myself of what I'm gaining by doing that. When I'm willing to feel FOMO for 10 minutes, half an hour, or even an hour, I am taking a step closer towards being the weight I want to be. I am learning the skill of not making food decisions I later regret. And I know it will become easier to make food choices that serve me the more that I am doing it, the more that I allow these feelings of FOMO to be there. I am choosing feeling physically healthy. I am learning to feel in control around food. I am learning that I can choose to not have a certain food in the moment, knowing that I get to choose to have that food at any time I want in the future. I am choosing to be the person who has the relationship with food that I want. The person who I envisage likes the decisions she makes around food so that she can easily lose weight and maintain it. All of these thoughts, all of these sentences in my mind are thoughts, they are sentences, they're no more truths than the other thoughts on the other side of the equation, but they're thoughts that serve me. There are thoughts that help me lean into and be willing to feel the FOMO without it being a big deal. I'm not sitting there feeling that FOMO, feeling miserable and deprived and sorry for myself. I'm sitting there feeling that FOMO, knowing that I'm going to feel pleased with myself. I'm not going to feel bloated. I'm going to feel happy in the morning. I'm going to be celebrating my success in terms of managing my mind around food and observing my thoughts around food and I'm changing my relationship with food. Okay, so one more thing before I go, I want you to think about this because I also see this quite a lot. So many of you will be using FOMO as a reason to not get started on your weight loss journey. And I totally get this. And I've been there many times. And I think that if like me, you've got a history of feeling deprived on diets, failing diets, or being successful at diets, promising yourself you'll never gain the weight back and gaining it back anyway, that you may have a fear of diet deprivation. You may have a fear of negative self-talk when you tell yourself you've messed up. You may have a fear of not being able to eat what you want and do what you want. You have a fear of feeling out of control and feeling conflicted, okay? And what you envisage your weight loss journey to look like because of all of your previous experiences, could be creating sort of like forward thinking, anticipated FOMO. It's almost like a fear of missing out that is holding you back and preventing you from getting started. And I want you to know that this doesn't have to be your experience. Just like when we broke down all the thoughts in the example about having dessert at a social occasion at a friend's house, you can examine and break down your thoughts about what it means to start your weight loss journey. You do not need to deprive yourself of certain foods. You don't need to say horrible things to yourself when you overeat. You can lose weight by only eating what you choose. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, that's the only way to lose weight. You can lose weight without feeling conflicted and out of control because you can learn the tools and skills to help you with all of those. And just like in the earlier example, you can start to look at it from the other perspective, from the other side of the equation. What are you missing out on by choosing to not start your weight loss journey? What are you missing out on by choosing not to focus on your health? What are you missing out on by not being able to wear clothes that you feel fit you or that you like, or maybe if you are not feeling confident because of your weight, maybe you are not having as much energy as you know you could have. What are you missing out on by all of those things? Are you missing out on enjoying socialising? What is it for you? What are the reasons you want to lose weight? You can use those to help you when you notice you are resistant to getting started because of fears you have about what you will be missing out on on your journey. Okay, So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And if you're interested to learn more about how to lose weight without dieting, if you want to create a relationship with food that you love, then why not come and enroll in my next free masterclass. It takes place on Tuesday, the 26th of October at 7.30pm UK time. And we will be focusing on the five steps to end emotional eating. And you can find out more and register at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash masterclass. Okay, and I would, of course, would love to have you join. That's it for today. Have a good week, and I will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership programme, My One Life Academy, that gives you self paced learning, supported by twice weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coachforward slash coaching to find out all the details.